Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. I sit at this table full of nice decorated place settings because I want to extend to you a set of unusual invitations. These unusual invitations I hope that you will accept and they don't even come from me. They actually come from Jesus. And we begin today examining Luke chapter 14 verses 12 through 14. Listen to the unusual invitations lumped together in Luke 14. Jesus says to the one who invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers, or your relatives or rich neighbors. Otherwise, they may also invite you in return, and that will be your repayment. But when you give a reception, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed since they do not have the means to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. For a moment, consider with me RSVPs from below. Friends, to be given an invitation means that your presence is wanted in a given environment, a banquet, dinner, or luncheon. The customary practice after receiving an invitation is to RSVP. This serves as a response of yes or no to the invitation. What does it stand for? I looked it up this week. RSVP stands for Repande Sibu Play. It's the option and language of those whose presence is wanted in a place. And so that's great, but an honest thought is this. Everyone is not always given an invitation. Everyone's not given an invitation because everyone is not always welcomed in every environment. We usually do not invite our enemies to our events, do we? We neglect to invite the poor or homeless to our dinners where we serve the dinner on fine china. We do not invite those whom we do not approve of to be close to us. Why? Because that is uncomfortable, isn't it? It's unwanted. It's not desired. We tend to judge people similarly like we judge books by their cover, their outer appearances. Instead of sitting down and having a conversation and spending some time getting to know these great people. Friends, in Luke 14, Jesus knocks us out of the judgment seat and places us in the inviting seat. And he causes all of us to examine and open up our guest lists to everyone, even those many of us may view as beneath us or below us. In the gospel according to Luke, it was written by a well-educated brother by the name of, I know, Luke. He was a friend to many of the messengers of the gospel at this time. The book of Luke, you see, is different than any other gospel because it's written for the common person. 
due to Luke's association at when he was living. Luke dealt with those who were not accepted by society. He dealt with those who were not wealthy during his time. In the Gospel of Luke, he offers extremely good news for all of us. Catch this even at the table. He extends to us this. We do not have to have it all together or be perfect to have a relationship with Christ. That's a news flash for many of us. The news flash is this. No matter how great we are, we must always understand that we are classified as sinners. We all fall short. And here's a good reflective question for some of us that may be full of pride even at this moment. If God accepts us with all of our flaws, should not we extend invitations of love, grace, and humility to others? Luke thought so. And in Luke 14, beginning in verse 12, we examine it to notice two great invitations from verses 12 through 14. The first invitation, like I told you, is in verse 12. And let's reread it. It, Jesus says that when you give a luncheon or a dinner, don't invite your friends. Don't invite your homeboys, your brothers, your sisters, your relatives, or your rich neighbors. Otherwise, they may also invite you in return, and that will be your repayment. The first invitation that Jesus offers is this. It's an invitation to think bigger. Jesus is stretching the mind and the guest list of all of us who hear verse 12. This verse is interesting because it begins in a normal way and then it gradually increases with responsibility. Verse 12 begins with a hopeful invitation as Jesus begins speaking to the one who invited him. But then it graduates to what I would like to call a perplexing communication method. As Jesus tells this person, don't invite your friends, your brothers, your sisters, your relatives, or those whom you are comfortable with. Then it leads us to exposing our inside desire. See, the truth be told, we must face it that we rarely commit to doing anything without understanding how we can benefit from what is done. Jesus in the text, he's showing us that This is not completely wrong. I mean, I understand why we do certain things and it should be mutually beneficial. However, Jesus is stretching our minds at this moment, telling us, hey, friend, think bigger. He destroys our normal guest list because Jesus is thinking about the least of these. Jesus destroys the guest list and and he also destroys our comfort, but he does this for a purpose and that purpose is to direct us to God. You see, to think bigger, it means to embrace the eternal's desire. And if we are ever going to embrace the eternal's desire, then we must rethink our guest list. Friends, you may hear this guest list terminology and say, what do you mean by that, Joshua? Well, we have guest lists of who we should forgive and who we should not. We have guest lists of who we should extend grace to and who we should not. 
We even have a guest list of whom we should love and those we should not. We have a guest list of those who we should like and those we should dislike. We have guest list of who we should speak to and who we should walk by. We have a guest list of who we should include and even those whom we should exclude. We have a guest list of who we should embrace and who we should disgrace. But God in every area of our lives is inviting us to think bigger, to include all of the people that we often overlook. And so, if you were to think bigger at this moment, I believe you have to begin with this question. The question is, how can I shed my agenda to make love my motive? (sighs) Friends, we do this by destroying our comfort zone and asking often, who am I excluding? The other day, I found myself reminded of this in the grocery store of all places. I entered Publix and I entered this aisle to get some Dorito potato chips. And I noticed a lady in the middle of the aisle. And, I, and as I was approaching her, I asked her in a very gentle manner, excuse me, ma'am, I'm trying to get by you. However, she persisted to stay directly in the middle of the aisle. As I got closer to her, I said, excuse me, ma'am, I need to get by you. She took a deep breath, picked up her phone, and shoved her cart to the other side of the aisle. Well, I gathered my groceries and went to the checkout line. And as I got to the checkout line, to my dismay, I noticed my friend (laughs) in front of me. This same lady looked at me, and she looked down. She looked at me again, and then she scowled. And all of a sudden, she said, you know what? I am so sorry for the way I treated you earlier. I was given some very horrible information on the phone, and that's the reason I was ugly to you. Please accept my apology. I was shocked because I thought she was just a normally rude lady who did not want to have any manners that day. However, she told me later on that she, her sister was just diagnosed of cancer. And so when I asked her to move to the other side of the aisle, all she had on her mind was her sister. Friends, we have to understand just what I had to digest, that Joshua is bigger than you. Joshua, it's bigger than you. And guess what, my friend? Hey, you are awesome. You are a big deal. But guess what? It is bigger than you. We must take God up on this invitation to think bigger because here's the truth. Each and every person you meet is fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Friends, Jesus is extending to all of us through Luke's words an invitation to think bigger. But yet he's also extending a second invitation to us even here at this table. And it is the invitation to embrace the kingdom of God. It's in verses 13 through 14 where we see Jesus extend these invitations. But I like to borrow a phrase when I think about the kingdom of God from George Ladd. And George Ladd once said that the kingdom of God is already and not yet. You see, God's kingdom has a dual dimension. You see, Jesus initiated the kingdom here on earth during his ministry. But wherever God's will is carried out, the kingdom of God becomes a reality. 
Listen to this unusual invitation extended to us from Jesus in verses 13 through 14. Jesus says, but when you give an invitation, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed since they don't have the the means to repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Here, Jesus is extending the unusual invitation to invite and spend time with the least of these. Jesus is totally messing up the place settings and the seating chart at this moment. Jesus is saying that the people who are normally left out, the people that are normally left off of this exclusive guest list of society, include them at your luncheon, your banquet or your dinner. Friends, the luncheon, banquet or dinner, it happens every day. There's a luncheon going on when you see other people in need. There's a dinner happening when we notice cruelty in our workplace and we are presented with the choice of speaking up or overlooking it. There's a banquet happening as God blesses us and we reach a point of arrival and we get tempted to walk around with our chest poked out. Or do we reach back to help others get to where God wants them to be? Friends, each and every day there are different luncheons, dinners, and banquets where God extends opportunities to us to be able to help the least of these and all of God's creation. But will you accept the invitation? Friends, as I think about the two invitations that we've been extended today, I want to invite you to reflect with me on something abnormal and unusual, and that is a helicopter. Who talks about a helicopter at a table? (laughs) I do. You see, many of us, we check the traffic report before we leave out for work or any other destination. By listening to the traffic report is smart because you can figure out which highways are clogged with traffic and which are not. You can figure out if you need to take a different route or you can even figure out how long the traffic jam is if another route is not afforded to you. But any great traffic report always comes from a helicopter. It's somebody who sits high and looks low and who can assess the whole situation of our highway, our streets, and our roads. But there are some people, even like myself some days, I admit, who choose not to listen to traffic reports. And they decide to just take their chances. But the only problem with doing this is that as they are traveling, they could run into some traffic and never know how long that traffic will last. So which is better? Does it make more sense to try and make the traffic decision on one's own ability? Or is it best to follow the instructions that come from the helicopter? Personally, the helicopter option makes more sense to me because the helicopter sees the whole situation and offers a decision full of wisdom. Friends, God is similar to that helicopter in the fact that he sits high and he looks low and he can see what we cannot see. God sees the entire situation and he offers us instructions and invitations that are always full of wisdom. 
friends, God wants us to embrace the kingdom of God, not because he's trying to make us mad, not because he gets joy out of seeing us have tension with those who may be different than us. God wants us to embrace the kingdom of God because God knows what's going to happen in the last days when we get to heaven. God understands that harmony is needed amongst us all because when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. We'll surround the throne. There won't be a black heaven, a white heaven, an Asian heaven, a Latinx heaven. It will be all of God's children around the throne together. And God is telling us, if you want to make it to heaven, you must learn how to be be in harmony and live in harmony right now. So when God extends this, this idea of embracing the kingdom of heaven, it's because God sees the whole situation. When he tells us to think bigger, it's because God is worried about all of his children. And yes, he's worried about the hairs on our head and he cares about us personally, but we also serve a God that cares about us collectively as well. And so I extend a few questions to you. Will you love everyone in this world because God desires it? Will you listen beyond words and invite others to be the recipients of God's grace? Will you accept God's invitations to acknowledge the RSVPs from below? See, God, through Jesus, has extended the invitation to us first by dying on the cross 2,000 plus years ago for not just me, but for you, 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 and all of us. And so, friends, the invitation has been extended. But will you accept it? If you're watching this right now and you think, man, Jesus He's awesome. He extends me these invitations, but I want to know more about Christ and you may not have a relationship with Christ. Right where you are, you can start today. Just simply pray a prayer, a short prayer, right with me. The prayer says, I admit that I need God's love. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. If you prayed that prayer, God is happy and you better know we are as well. But to my other brothers and sisters who may say, well, you know what? Check. I got a relationship with Christ. I'm glad for you, but you're not off the hook that easy. I was once told by a wise man that the best sermon you have ever heard is the one you're willing to put into practice. And we have an opportunity here. Friends, in the month of November, We are going to make some sandwiches with mask on as well as with gloves on to not spread COVID to to God's celebrities that I'm about to refer to. We're going to make some sandwiches. We're going to put a bottle of water in a bag. We're going to put some chips in a bag. And we are even going to put some peanut butter crackers or some granola in a bag. And we're going to bring them here on November 15th from noon to 2 p.m. And we are going to actually give these bags to Crossroads Atlanta, and we're going to help feed the homeless. We're going to help feed those who are in need. We are going to invite them to sit at the table and experience God's love. Friends, we accept God's invitation by thinking bigger because you and I may have food, but God's creation in totality does not. 
And so friends, if by chance you want to partner with us as we're calling this initiative SAC and Impact because it's going to be in a brown paper sack and we hope to impact the lives of many of those who are hungry at this moment, you feel free to email us at altogether at spdl.org. If not, I'm going to expect to see you. You don't even have to get out your car on November 15th from noon to 2 p.m. If this message and this ministry blesses you and you feel like wanting to give and extend a financial gift to keep this ministry going, feel free to go to spdl.org and the giving option is there and under the drop down menu altogether is an option. As we prepare to leave today, our together takeaway is this. The kingdom of God is embraced by shattering our norm and welcoming God's desire. And so, friends, I'm about to get away from this table and actually go eat some real good food. But I want you to know in this week, I'm praying for you and I hope that you will live a worshipful life. I pray that you would build community, whether it be virtually or physically. And I hope that you will embrace diversity by embracing all of God's kingdom and loving all of God's children. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.